church. You can do better than that. Come on, let's clap to the Lord. He is faithful. He's a good God. He said he'll never leave us, never forsake us. He's holding us up today. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness today. We love you, Jesus. We praise you. Uh, it's so good to be with you this morning, and it's so good to sing about the faithfulness of God. Even when sometimes we're not faithful, He is faithful, church. He's faithful. So good to be with you this morning. Hey, before you seated, why don't you go ahead and turn to at least two or three people and say, man, it's so good to see you at church this morning. And uh, just give them a high five, give them a hug as you're doing that. I want to welcome those that are joining us for church online today. We're so grateful that you're logged in. You're part of our family. For those of you that are traveling, that are normally here, hey, we pray God's blessing on you. And uh, make sure you chat. We'd love to know where you're from, where you're at. Again, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Uh, so good to be with you this morning. By the way, if uh, you uh, are new this morning at your Mountain Park Church, please make sure you stop here by our new here, start here tent located in the front of the building. We have a gift for you if this is your first time here. Uh, so good to see you. I know we've got a lot of family that's traveling. I've seen, I'm on social media seeing where people are at and there are people in Hawaii. I'm like, it's just unfair. People going to Hawaii uh, and suffering for Jesus in Hawaii, but that's great. And, uh, but so glad you're here this morning and uh, excited. We've been in this series uh, talking about gratitude, practicing thanksgiving. And I really hope that you, you, you got one of those stack of 25 cards and that you've kind of been just every day writing one thing that you're grateful for, just one thing each day and putting them somewhere and at the end of the 25 days going back and reading them. And it, it's so great when we just get back into the habit and the discipline of just expressing thankfulness for the many things in, in our lives. You know, we tend to forget that in this nation, we're so blessed. We're so blessed to live in this nation at this time when, when so many people in the world are hurting and struggling that, that we live in, in, in the greatest nation on the planet. And so let us never, never take that for granted. Well, in our series, uh, in week one, we spoke about expressing thankfulness to God. And that's where we should start because God so loved us, he gave his one and only son, Jesus. Scripture says that we didn't choose him, he chose us first. God chose us first. And he sent Jesus. And so we have so many reasons. We spoke about six different Hebrew words for expressing praise or thankfulness to God. We spoke about Barak, where you kneel in, in reverence. Halal, where you hallelujah spontaneously. We, we spoke about Zamar, instruments that praise God and people that use their gifts. And, and so all the different ways that we get to just express thankfulness to God. And last week, uh, uh, our dear friend Terry Kane was here, and we spoke about being thankful for life, thankful for breath. James says that life is but a breath, it's a vapor. Life on earth is so short com compared to eternity. And Terry shared his story about how he, how he almost died from the West Nile virus and how it took a year to rehab. And, and I remember the, he showed the graphic where one of the first things he wrote was, God, where are you? In my pain, when I felt alone, and how Terry shared how in the midst of, as he's processing, he's seeing how God was in, in the church family praying for him, how God was in his neighbors, and how just the people that blessed him. And I spoke to you last week about the, that life is truly found in God. We looked at John 10.10, 10, where Jesus said, I came to give you life 
and life overflowing. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have challenges. In fact, Jesus says in John chapter 16, 33, in this world, you're going to have trials, tribulations, storms, disappointments, hurts. But Jesus said, you can't have joy because he said, I have overcome. And so he wants to give us this life. And that life is found in the pneuma, in the presence, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God in our lives. And we spoke about that last week, is that life, Jesus came to breathe life into us, new life, forgiveness, grace, relationship with God. Well, today, we're going to shift, and today, part three, we're going to talk about being thankful for family. Thankful for family. Yes, uncle so-and-so and auntie so-and-so and your mother-in-law, too. <laughs> thankful for family. The ones you get along with and the ones you don't. <laughs> thankful. Thankful for family. This, this morning I want to invite up, you guys can crank it. I want to invite up Pastor Dwayne, Pastor Jan, and Pastor Greg to join me. And so thankful for family. Let's give them a hand as they, uh, as they come up this morning. And uh, you guys are awesome. Grateful to work with such uh, great guys. And I asked them this morning to kind of talk a little bit about their family. And I have three questions. And, and I'm going to talk about my family too because it, it's, so, it's so important. Family is just so, so important. And so uh, glad you guys are here with me today. And so uh, why don't we just start with just uh, a photo and, and just uh, talk about your family. Yeah. So, uh, hey, my name's Jan. And <laughs> I have a very small family. My wife and I... We, we, we only have six kids. I'm really sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, my family begins with my amazing wife, godly, amazing woman who God blessed me with, Lindsay. She's in that picture there in the middle. Then we've got Abby, Luke, Joel, uh, Ezra, Salem, and Silas all rounding outside. This is the little one in the middle trying to get away. Uh, we're grateful for all of them. They're a huge, huge blessing. Now, Dwayne, I know I was supposed to start off with this, but I'm going to do it right here because um, everybody knows you're the joke guy. And, uh, and so I asked you to... Give us a couple of jokes really quick. Just on the spot. See how he does this here. Well, it's Thanksgiving week, right? So we got to have Thanksgiving jokes. So simple ones like, this is for you, Tony. So what, 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 where do you find a turkey with no legs? Or where you left them? <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> it's that simple. But there was an incident last night. I don't know if you saw this on the news. At the, the big pie factory, I think where they make all those pumpkin pies for Costco in Phoenix last night. There was an explosion at the pie factory last night. What happened? There was 3.14 casualties. <laughs> Some of you will get that later. I realize that one. <laughs> last one. Give me one more. Give me one more. Well, I, 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 there's lots of Thanksgiving jokes, but I, I just can't quit cold turkey, so. <laughs> but I guess I Tell us about your family. Talk about my family. I can't do that after that. But uh, so uh, my wife and I, Sherry, we've been married uh, 40 years this year. We celebrated earlier this year. Yeah. Look at that photo. Yeah. I love that That's haircut. Right. And we took that earlier this year, as you can see. Bring back the mullet. Bring back the mullet. It's a power mullet. That's what that is right there. With the mustache. Business on top, party in the back. That's what it was. But anyway, uh, yeah, we have three children, and uh, there's a newer picture, and then we have four grandchildren, and uh, we, we just love where we're at in this, this stage of life. It's been fun. It's been interesting, and uh, we're looking for another 40, hopefully. Just by show of hands really quick, how many of you men rocked a mullet back come in the on, day? Come on. Come on. Come on. Okay, there's a few of you. There's a few. We've got a prayer team off to church. It'll help you. Uh, let's talk about your family. Greg. That was the best joke that you could... Um, 
Greg, you rocked the mullet? I, no, I did not. <laughs> didn't rock the mullet, no. <laughs> My name's Greg. <laughs> My name's Greg, and... Um, um, my, my family, we've been here at uh, Mountain Park for, for many years. We've been married for 35 years. Yeah. Um, there my boys, Avery, Alante, Anders, and Adonis, and um, that was uh, during the graduation. That's uh, during Mother's Day, I believe, right there. And uh, we are also grandparents. We have uh, two grandbabies, one, one, um, one boy and one girl. The girl is uh, two weeks old. Yeah, the first uh, first daughter in the granddaughter in the first granddaughter, family. First granddaughter in uh, 25 years. Wow, that's amazing. Or first girl, rather. Wow, beautiful. Well, my, my family, we can put a photo for those that don't know. Uh, my beautiful wife, married 22 years, Cindy, and our five-year-old daughter, Shaybird. <laughs> Shaybird, she's the jokester. Well, a couple of questions I have for you guys, and just uh, we'll start with you, Pastor Just uh, one, one funny or one fun uh, story or memory that you can think of with your family. Yeah, so as a family, we love being together. And we love going on adventures, and sometimes those adventures are random. We just all go in the car and drive somewhere, wherever the Lord takes us, and sometimes they're intentional, like when we went to Yellowstone this past week. But uh, one time, many years ago, we were living in South Carolina, and uh, we were flying out here to Phoenix to visit my wife's family, and we had to fly out of North Carolina. And so we drove up there. I think it was Charlotte. It we was snowing. We were driving around, and we saw signs that said, Lot Full. Lot full, lot full, and all of the lots were full. So there's no place to park. So my wife and I are kind of freaking out a little bit about what we're going to do. My wife says, just park in the hourly parking lot. Ooh. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, do me hours that's going to be? We're gone for two weeks. And so we, we, we end up, you know, calling the airport and whatnot and, and running in. And they finally say, well, you just, just go park over here. And they park us in the VIP parking lot. And a limo comes up to our car, and they say, would you like us to help unload your car? And we're like, yes, we would. <laughs> and so they actually, the valet took our car, parked it, and we all loaded into this big limousine with all of our kids as it took us back to the airport. It was a really cool, fun memory for all of us. Hey, wait, we got to share quickly. We got to share about Silas. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, okay, so this is yeah. the one I told him in first verse. Uh, the other day, um, Silas is our three-year-old, and like all three-year-olds, Silas has really big feelings right now. <laughs> and he's trying to learn how he can verbalize his feelings. And so my wife uh, was telling him to put away his little bike that he likes to ride all around our neighborhood, and she kept on putting it away, and he said no, and she finally made him put it away, and you could see his little face getting... And he's trying to figure out what to say, how to get back. And he finally says, I, I, I'm going to pick you up and put you in another house. <laughs> and Lindsay was pretty happy yeah, about that. My wife's that. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I like how he the feelings. I like that. <laughs> well, coming up with something, uh, uh, there's so many, so many different memories, but one that I chose, uh, a star moment uh, that I remember, uh, this would have been in 1998-ish, we had, we had uh, saved up and went on a trip to Disney World with the family, drove down to Florida, and uh, it was for Christmas, we went down there, and uh, I remember it was Christmas Eve, and we had been at one of the parks, and we wanted to go out for a nice Christmas, Christmas dinner, and didn't know where we were going to go, we're driving around, I don't know anything down in Florida, and I came across this restaurant, it said, all you can eat lobster buffet. What's a groan since <laughs> 1999 or something like that? And, and the kids, my kids all love seafood. So that we were like, yes, let's do this. 
And it was the funnest thing I've ever seen with them. They were in heaven. They could walk up and grab a lobster, put it on their plate, come back, eat it, go get another one if they wanted. They were just in heaven. I just sat there and watched them because uh, I, don't, I don't eat lobster, but it was fun to watch them. <laughs> and then um, uh, after we got back, a couple weeks later, I'm, I remember walking up in my daughter's room and she's in there, I'm talking to her and I'm talking to her and I'm like, honey, it, something stinks in here. <laughs> Usually I say that in my boys' rooms, but, but she's like, what, Dad? And, and we're trying to figure it out, and I, my nose kind of led me to her nightstand, and I opened the drawer up, and there's a lobster claw from that restaurant. <laughs> Nothing from Disneyland, just a lobster claw. She, she likes to pull the tenon ten, ten in, in yeah, there and make the, yeah. make the claws move. But anyway, it was, it was just a, a fun, move, fun moment. <laughs> Yeah, so it was, uh, I think it was 2002, and this is when the, uh, it was during Christmas season, and the, um, uh, the Grinch uh, remake was uh, coming out, and so we thought we'd go see it as a family, and so um, um, my youngest son at the time, he was about three or four years old, and he had never seen the Grinch movie, and he didn't see, he didn't know the animation, he didn't know the other one, and so we were sitting out front, and um, as kids uh, that were, you know, three, four, and eight, nine years old, they want to sit right in front of the screen where you're like this, looking up at the screen. So we were really close, and yeah. and all I remember is this: the, the, the Grinch. And my son looked up, and he went, ah! And he ran. <laughs> he started running. He started running, and so we had to we had to track him down and get him back in his seat. And so anyhow. <laughs> He, he was at the first service, right? He didn't know you were going to say that. And so, <laughs> well, I think for me, just a fun memory was uh, about a year and a half, well, two years ago, we were in Florida, and uh, we were in a swimming pool. We went on vacation, and, and uh, Shay was the youngest kids. There were kids that were six and up there, and she had a little floaties, and she said, uh, she said, Daddy, I want to take the floaties off. And I was like, well, what? And I looked at Cindy. I'm like, what do we do? This is, we only have one kid. Do we YouTube this? She hasn't had lessons. And, and uh, man, it was a moment of just like, okay, God, just set her free. And with, with, within an hour, she was swimming. And uh, I was so proud. I was just papa, just papa very proud. And in fact, I got a photo of that day. And uh, it's Shay swimming with our floaties. And so just a fun, fun, uh, fun time we had in Florida. Well, let's, let's jump into second question here quick is um, just a challenge that you faced. What is a challenge that you have faced as a family? Yeah, so we had a little bit of a challenging season when we, when we first moved down here. We were so excited about what God was doing in Mountain Park and excited to be here. But it was difficult for my kids to transition, leaving their friends, especially some of my older kids. And a few weeks after we moved here, my, my, my wife's father passed away from cancer. Uh, which was really, really difficult. He was uh, just a great godly man, was really a, a rock, not only in her life, but in our life as a family, was was just a, a real source of joy in life for us. And so it was really hard to walk through that. And then our kids were in new schools and that was going hard. And so just that whole season was a time where we were very thankful for the community we were building here at Mountain mm -hmm. Park. Uh, and also thank for the Lord just being really present in times of trouble. Yeah, this is a similar type story um, that Jan just shared, but I think it was 1999 when the Lord led us out here to Phoenix for the first time. Uh, for, we were out here for a couple of years um, and uh, to p help pastor a church uh, over in Chandler. And um, 
the, the hard part was, the challenge was that uh, I underestimated how it would affect the kids. Mm. Very similar to what you talked about. We had a, uh, our youngest son was going into junior high. Our daughter was going to be a freshman, and my oldest son was going to be a junior. And uh, as you know, those are, those are difficult transition years. And so even though everyone was starting new, uh, it was tough for the first six to eight months. And, and even though, I, what I learned out of that is even though you, you, you know you're in God's will and what you're supposed to do, it doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. Uh, it was definitely a challenge, and so definitely worth thinking through. Yeah. Well, for my wife and I, um, actually, Jan, you said you had six kids, and uh, we actually wanted five. We ended up with four kids. Uh, but uh, we intentionally had our kids close together, our first three um, they were very, very close together um, because we wanted to make sure that they had friends. And so they ended up having a ton of friends. But um, I was away for quite a bit of that time when my kids were, were young. Um, when I came back home, I was the babysitter. But um, when you're, you have, you've got a eight-year-old, a seven-year-old, and then a five-year-old, and for example, if you have a sporting activity, one's got to go that direction, the other one's got to go that direction, the other one's got to go that direction, and I wasn't there. And my wife took care of that. And so um, I just want to give props to all the women out here and as well as uh, my wife, who uh, yeah, she really picked up the pieces and it kept us uh, as a strong family. Yeah. For those of you that are new to the church, Greg uh, was a pro professional football player in the Canadian League and he's in the Canadian Hall of Fame. And so, yeah. So, uh, awesome. Well, for, for my family, I think it's, uh, you know, when we get to the holiday seasons, it's, especially Christmas, it's, it's a little challenging because we're reminded that we're missionaries in some sense because all our family is overseas. And so when I get to these times, it gets a little emotional for me around Christmas, but uh, we're just glad that we have a great family like Mountain Park Church that is loving us and you are our family. And uh, we're, just, we're just grateful for, for all of you guys. So let's, uh, question number three, uh, just give us one nugget that you have learned that makes your family healthy? Yeah, I, I think even from the time that my wife and I first got married and it was just the two of us and all the way up through all the kids we've had, um, one of the key things that has helped us to stay healthy is by setting priorities and knowing really what our priorities are. And so we have this sign in our kitchen that is really ugly. It's the ugliest sign you'll ever see. But it, it's up there. It just says Van Am Family Priorities because who wants to spell out Van Amerongan? Um, <laughs> And, and it just says, these are our priorities. And, and all of us as a family, we know that we put the Lord first. And not just um, on Sundays, but daily, we find yeah. ways to put God first. And then our family, making sure that we have robust faith and that our family belongs together. And we have close relationships with each other than our school or our work and our chores. Scripture talks a lot about being diligent and being a hard worker. And then uh, having positive, healthy activities like sports and things like that, or friends and community, and then entertainment. Now, I just want to say, entertainment is not bad. Like, the fact that it's the bottom doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means it's, it's, it's on the list, right? It's still one of those things that we need. It's just the other things come first so we get to the entertainment. And this means when you set priorities, you got to have boundaries. Because if you're saying something's a priority, that means there's been times where we've said to our kids, no, you can't do that activity, or no, we're not going to do this, because we are doing this instead. Instead, and every yes is a no, and every no is a yes when you're setting so priorities. Good. So good, so good, yeah. good. It's good. Uh, uh, two quick things I would I would encourage, especially young families um, that that I think worked and helped for us is uh, uh, serving together as a family. Mm. Uh, I think is critical. Um, just uh, Sherry and I grew up 
we were, we were serving in church before we got married, and then our kids just, it was there forever, being a pastor, they're there. But they weren't just coming to church and running around. They were, whatever we were involved in, they were involved with, and uh, a lot of mission trips that they got to go on with us and serve and connecting that why to the what. And, and also trying to, uh, I would strive, I would encourage you to strive to build a good work ethic in your kids. Um, uh, when you serve together as a family, you can, you can definitely do that. And it doesn't end when your kids uh, grow up, to be sure. Uh, we continue to do that, even with our grandkids to this day, and our, our daughter's doing things, and we're helping with that. And, and just serving together, just as a, there's something about that when you serve as a family that uh, builds a resilience and, and just builds a, um, uh, just a camaraderie and also just helps them understand that uh, it's not about just them. So I think that's important. I would encourage you to, to do that. So good. Thank you. Um, the nugget that I, I want to share with everyone is um, take every opportunity to get together as a family. Um, today, later on, about 3 o'clock, our entire family is going to get together, and we do that every Sunday, every Sunday, and we push that agenda. Uh, I said something funny. I'll share it again, this, uh, this service. Uh, my wife, she knows her fourth cousin's girlfriend's ex-husband's grandchildren's first names with full names. <laughs> And the reason why she knows all those things is because she, she goes out of her way to, to make sure that she attends every family event, uh, everything that's going on within her family. We, our family never gets there. But, uh, man, I'll tell you what, um, um, anytime you have an opportunity to get together, birthdays, Christmas, of course, and Easter's, but some of those, those smaller ones, uh, a graduation, uh, an A on, a, on a, an exam, a B on an exam. Hey, celebrate <laughs> it. Celebrate it. So good. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Can we give them a hand this morning? Thank you. Also excited today, Pastor Jan is going up through Alpha is the party today. All those that have gone through Alpha, uh, they're doing the final party. And so, hey, if you want to know more about Alpha, if you're new to faith, next January we relaunch Alpha. I want to make sure you go through it. Uh, I think we've had with leaders over 40 people going through Alpha. It's been, been amazing, amazing. Well, I have a few nuggets today that I want to share with you. In fact, I have five that I want to talk to you in expressing gratitude when it comes to family. Uh, I want to make a statement. I want to make sure it doesn't come across political. It's a biblical statement. Um, because one of the things that concerns me right now, and, and people ask me a lot, what are the things that concern you, you think about, or you, you worry about? And one of the things in our nation that really concerns me right now is the family. Is the family. And, you know, I want to tell all the grandparents, uh, we need you. In fact, Friday night, Cindy and I, had the opportunity of uh, having uh, friends giving with the empty nesters. And we just had a great time hanging out, and Shay was there. And it was fun because around our table, you know, grandparents, they don't show you photos of the kids. They show you photos of the grandbabies. And uh, they were all saying, Pastor, you've got to see my grandkid in videos. And, and it was so much fun, and, and I love that. But grandparents, we need you. Parents, we need you. You know, the Bible says that we're to train up a child in the ways of the Lord, that they won't depart from them. And we live in a time in our nation right now that there are many things and many organizations trying to train our kids. I want to tell you what the Bible says. It's not a political view. It's what the Bible says. The Bible says that you're to train up. Whether you're a grandparent or a parent today, you're to train up a child in the ways of the Lord. Because here's the problem. If we don't train them, someone else will. 
And am I not training them in the ways of the Lord? In fact, today, they're training them more in confusion than the ways of the Lord. And we have to understand our responsibility before God and as a church. That's why I'm so proud of what we're doing in our kids' ministry, in our youth ministry, and how we're building and putting energy and time. And we've got a lot of great things happening. Parents, in January, you'll be hearing about a parents' meeting I want to have with you. And we're, we're really going for it next year. And how do we help you in parenting biblically how do we come alongside you? Because I'm really concerned about, I'm concerned about my five-year-old and the things. And we have to train these people. So I'll, first of all, I just want to say, come on, grandparents, we need you. Jump in there, pray. Parents, pray. Uh, and, and so important in the world we live in. So I want to give you five things today as we're going to Thanksgiving. Uh, and, and you, you know, you, you might be young. And this is really what I say about family. It's honoring up. Honoring up, honoring your parents, your mom and your dad, and how we how we going to this season of expressing thankfulness. So I want to give you five things. Number one, tell them what you appreciate about them. You know what? Encouragement goes a far way. And sometimes we're so busy. You know, if you spend all your time on social media, if you're watching the news, if you're reading the newspaper, if you still do that, you know, if you're on the app, everything is negative. Our society is training us how to just see the negativity in everything. Everybody has an opinion, and most of the times when you hear it, it's just negative. You know what we need? We need people that can call out the positive. We need people that can, number one, to call out the positive. You've got to see the positive. We've got to learn how to just encourage and speak life and speak hope. In fact, Proverbs tells us this in Proverbs 18, verse 21. It says what? The tongue, your tongue has the power. It has power to what? Power of life and what? Death. Those who love it will eat its fruit. What is that verse saying? Is that you can speak life or you can speak death. You get to choose. You know, in this season of being thankful for family, let's choose to speak life. Let's choose to encourage and to build up. It's easy to see the faults in people. It's easy to point them out, but as the old saying goes, one finger out, three pointing back, right? Be thankful. Express, encourage, speak life. Tell people, man, I appreciate it. Write a note to someone. Send a text message. If you're on social media, send a post to a family member. Say, I wanted to call this out in you. This is what makes you awesome. Number two uh, is this. Thank them for being in your life. I love that. Paul says this in Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Love one another with brotherly affection. affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. You know, when you say thank you, you're showing honor. Sometimes we just need to say thank you. Thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. It doesn't matter if your parents are 80. Thank you. I'm so, I want, I want to call out things. I want to call out the way you raised me. I want to call you that you were there for me. I'm, I'm so thankful that I still that I have you in my life. Just saying thank you. Why? Because thank, being thankful shows honor. Saying thank you to your spouse, your husband or, or your wife. My wife got up this morning at 5 a.m. To, to be here for worship. And, and I got up, I made her coffee. And, and, and then uh, I was just looking and I said, babe, I said, I just want to say, babe, I'm so thankful to God that I married such a hot woman. <laughs> now, I know it's not spiritual. <laughs> Pastor, that's not spiritual. Go read song. 
Go read Song of Solomon. Go read what Solomon writes about, okay? Let's just leave it there. <laughs> I just say, thank, I'm just thankful. I'm just thankful. Why don't you just say thank you to your spouse? Thank, I'm just, I'm thankful for you. Thankful for the way you snore and keep me up at night. <laughs> Thank you for the dinners you cook. I'm just, I'm just thankful. Why? Because when we show thankfulness, we're honoring. We're honoring. You know, in my house, it's interesting because honor is a big deal for me. I think in our society today, we've lost honor. I think in the church, we've lost honor. And honor is a biblical thing. Throughout the scripture, we see it. We honor God. First commandment is about honoring God. Honor is big. You know, in my house, we have a thing. It's, it, it, we, and, 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 and I like to say, I just call my daughter princess. Princess Shay, or nicknamed Princess Shay Bird. I call my wife my queen. I put that on social media, my queen. My house, my, you ask my daughter, who's daddy? He's the king. Who's my, she's the queen. Who are you? The princess. Now, we also have the joker in our house. In fact, I have a photo of Shay with the joker. Uh, that, that's the joker. Uh, teacup Yorkie Gigi. So the king, the queen, the princess, and the joker. But so why do you do that? Because you know the Bible actually says that you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, peculiar people, called to show forth the, the praises of God. In my house, we like to treat each other like royalty. Not that we get big heads, but just we remind ourselves that we're, we, we're king's kids. We're God's kids. And so we honor one another. We don't speak down. We don't speak negative. Yeah, is my house like the Waltons? You remember the Waltons? Good night, John boy. Good night. Are we perfect? No, we're not perfect. We're actually, all three of us are very stubborn and very strong personalities. But we practice honoring and we're thankful. We say thank you. So important. Number three, and this is one that I struggle with. You want to express thanksgiving? Number three, be present at the moment with them. You know, sometimes I, I have to catch myself and sometimes, because I'm a visionary leader and I'm always thinking about you, church. I'm always taking notes. I'm, I need to do this. And my, you can ask my wife. I'm on my phone and I'm on my iPad. And I'm like, we're going to do this next year. We need to shift directions. And, and I'm, I'm, always, I'm always thinking about you and, and how do we lead this church forward. And sometimes when I'm doing that at home, you know, there's times I'll catch myself with Shay's like, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And then Shay's learned, Daddy. <laughs> and I have to say, I'm so sorry. And it's something in my life, church, that I have to learn just to be present. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage even the dads. Let's be present to the moment. Let's, sons, be present to the moment with your dad. Let's, let's be in the moment. I was reading an article this morning with the actor Chris Hemsworth who plays Thor. I actually had the opportunity to, uh, to meet him a couple of years ago. And he wrote an article this morning because he just did a show for Disney on a, kind of a nature show, and, and he said at the end of the show, the last episode was on mortality. And he said he realized that his life has been too busy. And so he finished all his commitments the last couple of weeks, and he said, I'm taking a season off because my daughter who's 10 and my two twins who are eight, 
in eight years, my daughter's going to leave home and go to college. And he said, my kids are growing up in front of me, and I'm just doing one movie after the next movie. After the, you know what he was saying? I'm not present to the moment. Because here's the thing. Money comes and money goes, but you never get time back. You never get time back. And so, you know what? We need to appreciate our family. All the weirdness, craziness, attitudes. I'm thankful for you in my life. I want to encourage you. And I want to be present to the moment. I want to be present. I don't want to miss this moment because I'll never get it back. Never get it back. How are you with that? Are you present? Are you present to the moment with your parents? Are you present to the moment with your spouse? Are you present to the moment with your kids? Are you present to the moment? Number four is so important. Number four, if you want to express thankfulness, pray for them. Pray for them. How often do you pray for your parents? How often do you pray for your spouse? If you're single today, how often do you pray for that person that God wants to bring into your life? Well, I'll pray for them when they come. No, pray for them today. God, I want to pray today. You know my need. I want to pray today for that person that you want to bring into my life. What about your kids? How often do you pray for them? You know, it's so easy. You can just take your, almost everybody has a smartphone. You can open up your calendar and put there at lunchtime. Pray, pray for family. Repeat every day. It'll remind you every day. Just take two minutes. God, I just want to come before you. I want to pray that you bless my family. I want to ask you, God, I'm inviting you in. Prayer is so important. It's one of the ways that we can express thankfulness. And number five, Dwayne shared this. Serve them. Serve them. John 13, 15, verse 13, greater love is no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. I would add there for his family. Greater love, there's no greater love than serving. Well, Pastor Charlie, if you know, if you know my parents, or if you know my kids, if you know my spouse, when they change, I'll change. When they get a better attitude, I'll have a better attitude. Aren't you glad that that wasn't the way God looked at us? Well, they changed, then I'll give them salvation. No, we've all sinned and missed the mark of God. It's none of us that are good enough. But yet Jesus came not to be served. Jesus came to serve And we're to posture ourselves. Because if we want to see change in our family, we want to be a a home that makes a difference. We want to be, you know know what America needs? It needs families that that live out the Christian principles, that don't just talk about Jesus, but love Jesus. We need light in darkness right now. We need light in darkness. It's going to start when we begin to change our hearts and to say, you know what, I'm going to serve. Yeah, maybe my kid doesn't treat me great right now. I'm still going to serve them. Maybe they forgot me and forgot my birthday. I'm still going to serve them and love them because I'm thankful for them. So these are a couple of nuggets that I wanted to share with you today. Find ways to appreciate. Find ways to say thank you. Be present to the moment. This holiday season, be present. God, would you show me things I can affirm? Show me where I can express gratitude. 
pray for your family, and then find ways to serve them. As I was working on this, these few points this week, the Lord just put on my heart to pray today for families. And so I want to pray today for, for men, and I want to pray for all the women today. Because I know there's some men in this room that say, Pastor, if I'm honest, I failed my family. I'm disconnected. I'm checked out. There's so much on my mind that's stressing me out right now that I'm not even leading my home. There's so many moms in, in, in this room and that I'm so tired. You know, we've come out of COVID. There's a lot going on in our world right now. And, and there's, there's moms just going, man, I'm just, I just don't have the strength anymore. I feel knocked down. I feel like I just don't know if I can get up again. When we started today with the prayer cards, I read to you Isaiah 28 verse 16, where God said, I've given you a foundation, a tried and tested foundation, a firm foundation, a cornerstone. That's Jesus. See, none of our families are perfect. But when we bring Jesus into the center of our home, the center of our lives, transformation and change can begin to happen. So as eyes are closed and heads about, I'd love to pray today. I wanna pray for the men first. Father, I thank you your presence is here. I wanna pray for each man in this room, whether he's a granddad, whether he's a dad, whether he's a son. I wanna pray today, Father, for wisdom for each man in this room. I want to pray today for your grace and your mercy to touch each heart. I want to pray today for the dad who has checked out, the dad who has made so many mistakes. I thank you today that scripture says it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Paul says in Romans, there's now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. I ask you, God, to remove that weight of condemnation, that, that lie of the enemy of failure. I thank you today, God, that you have forgiven us. I want to pray today for, for each man in this room to, to rise up to be the man of God that you have called them to be. I thank you, God, it's not in our strength, it's in your strength that we lead. It's in your strength that we stand. And so, Father, I thank you for each man in this room. I pray that, God, that you would soften all of our hearts, God, that you would teach us to lead as Jesus led. And I thank you today that we're not doing it on ourselves. We invite you, Jesus, to be our cornerstone. Would you teach us how to be men of God? Would you teach us how to be God warriors for our home in the midst of a world that is after our families? Would you teach us how to honor, not just down, but to honor up our parents, God? And so we thank you today, God. I thank you for hope, that you breathe hope, life, wisdom to each man. Lord, I want to pray for each woman in this house, God, every grandmother, every mother, and every daughter. I want to thank you today for strength. Scripture says that when we are weak, 
It's when you're strong, God. Your word says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God, you're in us. Your spirit is in us. Your life is in us. Lord, I want to pray today for each woman that has felt defeated. I want to pray today for just your joy, God, to flood their heart. I want to pray, God, for the mom that feels like giving up, the mom that has been disappointed, the mom, the single mom who's trying to raise a home today. Lord, I want to pray today for your power and your strength and your discernment. I pray today that you give them such discernment, God, to see the lies of the enemy, but not just that, God, but to discern that you are with them. Lord, I want to pray over marriages today in this room, God, that at Mountain Park, God, that you would move in our marriages, God. You'd move in our homes. You'd move in our kids. We thank you today that when we come to you in prayer, when we call upon your name, the scripture says that you would hear from heaven, that you would answer, and that you'd heal our land. Would you come and do a work, God? It's in your name we pray. Amen.